amen to God. Amen. God bless you. You may be seated in Jesus' name. Praise the Lord. For the next several weeks, I'm going to be preaching to this congregation about a few things which we must not compromise on, no matter the cost. We will begin this week on the subject of prayer. This will be a church which is uncompromisingly prayerful. There are many things that this church will fail to be. There are days that we will not have the best Sunday school programs. There will be days where we fail, amen, at delivering the songs of the song selection. There will be days where even I as the preacher fail at delivering a powerful sermon. But the one thing we will not fail to be is prayerful. You do not need to be gifted to pray. You do not need to be educated and intelligent to pray. You do not need to be rich to pray. And you don't need to be poor to pray. Because some people only pray when they're broke. Amen. This church can and will be a prayerful church. Why? Because of all the things that we are certain Jesus has told us to be, prayerful is one of them. In the book of Mark 11 and 17, Jesus says, Is it not written, My house shall be called of all nations the house of prayer? This church will be a prayerful church. For us to become a prayerful church, it means that individual members of this church must become uncompromisingly prayerful. And in order for that to happen, individuals must undergo a change in perspective, a change in priorities, and a change in personality. Our perspective must change until we accept our that our natural mind is unacceptable. I did not say your brain. I said your natural mind. And there is a difference between your brain and your mind. And we must come to terms with the fact that our natural mind is simply unacceptable and in desperate need of uncompromising prayer. Regardless of its level or lack of intelligence, your mind needs prayer. Romans 8 and 6 says, For to be carnally minded is death but to be spiritually minded is life and peace because the carnal mind is enmity against God for it is not subject to the law of God and neither indeed can be so then they that are in the flesh cannot please God amen our priorities must change until we are incapable of giving God anything less than first place in our lives we cannot give God second place we cannot give God third place we cannot give God fourth or fifth place and if you want my honest opinion as your pastor one of the greatest tricks of the enemy is to convince you to give God second place a lot of people would never dare put God third fourth or fifth but my so many of us have been bamboozled into giving God second place and so today we're going to begin talking about giving God first place and in particular regarding prayer we must begin to pray amen without compromise Matthew 6 and 33 the words of Jesus tell us seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things shall be added unto you What things? Amen. Housing, clothing, food, finances, everything you need will be given unto you. Prayer is not going to get in the way of you getting a raise. Prayer is not going to get in the way of you 
graduating from college. Prayer is not going to get in the way of you paying your bills. Prayer is not going to get in the way, amen, of you being a good musician. Prayer is not going to get in the way of you being a good preacher. Prayer is not going to get in the way of you being a good mother and a good father. Prayer is not going to get in the way of you being a good manager, a good accountant. Prayer is not going to get in the way of you being a good employee or an employer. Prayer is not going to get in the way of you being a good entrepreneur or a self-employed person. Prayer is going to advance all those things, complement all those things, enhance all those things. When you put God first at the beginning of every day, praise God, you will be a blessed person. You will lack for nothing. Your children will lack for nothing. Your grandchildren will lack for nothing. You will have everything you need. I didn't say you'd have everything you want. I didn't say all your preferences would be met. I just simply said you will have everything you need. And as long as you got everything you need, you're going to be all right. Hallelujah. Oh, let's praise him. Hallelujah. Oh, come on. Let's magnify Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. In order to be uncompromisingly prayerful, we have to change, amen, hallelujah, our perspective, our priorities, and last but not least, our personality. Our personality must change until we are incapable of playing perfect, amen, realizing, amen, that it is a severe sin which must be addressed in and through prayer. A lot of people play perfect. They say they have no sin. They've done nothing wrong. And therefore, they rarely pray. But First John 1 and 8 says, If we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. He goes on in verse 10 to say, If we say that we have not sinned, we make God a liar and his word is not in us. Amen. When you believe that you are perfect, when you believe that you have not sinned and you are therefore in need of little prayer, amen, of compromised prayer. Praise God, you are making God a liar. Praise God, I do not want to make God a liar. I never want to think that I have arrived to a place, amen, that sin is no longer a problem for me, and I therefore am in, not need in, uh, in no more need of God. Amen, you've heard me say this before, and I'll say it again. I do not pray every day because I am spiritual. I pray every day because I'm carnal. Praise God, and we all need to come to terms with the fact that we are carnal. The Bible says we are sinners and until we get from here to heaven your flesh, your mind, your carnality is going to be a constant problem and every single day you're going to have to wake up and put the flesh back in its place and put sin back in its place and put unrighteous living back in its place. Come on somebody help me preach. I'm talking about a change in perspective, a change in priority and a change in our personality and let me tell you something about this pastor I don't believe nor expect anyone in this church to be perfect I don't expect the musicians to be perfect I don't I don't expect our elders to be perfect I don't expect the men that help me to preach to be perfect I don't expect the congregants to be perfect I don't expect the Sunday school kids to be perfect but I do expect all of us to be prayerful that's the only thing you can do about your imperfections is take them to God in prayer. Come on, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. And someone shout amen. There are very real challenges that come with being a prayerful person. 
but don't be discouraged. You're in good company. Jesus had to pray three times before going to the cross. Paul prayed three times about the thorn in his flesh. And Daniel had to pray three times a day before going to the lion's den. There's just times, amen, in life, praise God, when you understand that there is danger around every corner. And I know that's not the message a lot of church folk want to hear. But we just have to go ahead and get out of kindergarten already and realize that we are living in the last days. We must be sober and watchful unto prayer. If Jesus had to pray three times, Don't get discouraged that you have to pray, amen, 365 times. Praise God. If Paul had to pray three times about the thorn in his flesh, don't be discouraged that you're praying every day about your dialysis, your diabetes, your arthritis. Praise God, your cancer. Don't be discouraged that you have to pray every day. Praise God. Come on, somebody. I'm preaching to you. Don't be discouraged that you got to pray every day about the sickness in your body. There are times where God heals us, and that's the miracle. And there are other times when God touches you, amen, as you walk through life with the sickness and the doctor says, it's a miracle that you're still here. Whatever the case may be, I came to encourage you. Don't be discouraged that you have to pray often about your situation. You're not perfect. Your your health is not perfect. Praise God. Life is not perfect. Life is serious. And God sent me today to tell you to be sober and watchful unto prayer. Amen. Daniel had to pray three times a day praise God and it landed him in a lion's den praise God but let me tell you the minute Daniel landed in that den it was no longer a lion's den it was Daniel's den praise God because not a single one of those lions touched him amen according to the scripture amen the only way to silence the mouth of the lion in your life amen is to go to God in prayer don't be discouraged saint of God that your mind might be a little weaker than others don't be discouraged saint of God. Amen. That you get tangled up upstairs constantly. Amen. Just go to God in prayer. Go to God in prayer. Go to God in prayer. Amen. Hallelujah. But one thing you have to do is stop telling yourself that you don't need to be prayerful. You need to be prayerful. You need to be uncompromising in your prayer life. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, give the Lord a hand clap of praise. I have, I have some, something I have to tell all of you. If we were to combine, if we were to combine all the trouble, all the trial, and all the heartache, and all the challenges, and all the hardships that come with living righteous and prayerful, they pale in comparison to the price you will pay for being prayerless. Every single person under the sound of my voice, the hand of God is on your life. Now, I know a lot of people usually take that term and that phrase as a, as a form of comfort, and we should. But it also means something else, that God has marked me, and he has set me apart, and he has distinguished me among uh, so many millions, billions of people on the earth. And I, therefore, the apostle Peter says, we are not of them that draw back unto perdition. In other words, I realize that I've been chosen. I realize that I've been selected. And it's not so that I can walk around with my nose in the air. It's so that I can stay humbly reliant and prayerful towards God. 
Oh, hallelujah. And so when you are marked by God and the hand of God is on your life, there is something that God does, whether you like it or not. He says, it's going to go worse for you every time you don't pray. It's going to go worse for you every time you drift and you wander. It's going to go worse for you every time you think you can make it on your own. It's going to go worse for you every time you take a break. It's going to, I have chosen you. I have selected you. I have a work for you to do. Amen. Hallelujah. And somebody says, well, I'm not perfect. Join the I'm not perfect club. That's everybody here. Praise God. Amen. Hallelujah. Come on. Hallelujah. Give God a hand praise. Amen. First Peter 3 and 14 says, if you suffer for righteousness sake, happy then are ye. The suffering that comes with being less than a prayerful person is misery. The apostle Peter here is saying, guess what? If you go ahead and live unrighteously, ungodly, and, 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 and choose a different life, you're going to be unhappy. He says, but if you begin to suffer for being prayerful, for being righteous, for being committed, for being devoted, amen, hallelujah, then happy are you when you suffer. Then happy are you when you suffer. I am telling you right now, when you become uncompromising in your prayer life, the things that are thrown at you, the things that come your way, be they family, be they finances, be they health, amen, you will have a different outlook on it all. You will be, I, I cannot tell you the stories of people in this church and people I've known down through the years that are laid up in a hospital bed, praise God, with a smile ear to ear and things are not going great and the doctors don't have good news, praise God, but they had made it up in their life, praise God, I am going to be uncompromising in my prayer, amen, and these tubes and these IVs, they're not stopping me from praying. Amen. Hallelujah. And this diagnosis is not stopping me from being happy. Praise God. Come on, somebody, because I made it up in my mind a long time ago that Jesus is the source of my joy. And so I talk to him every day. Hallelujah. Oh, come on. Praise him. Praise him. Praise him. Oh, I feel the Holy Ghost in this house. Oh, come on, let's just get, let's, let's soak this in for just a few seconds. There's something beautiful happening in the house right now. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Praise God. The stakes are high, but the rule is simple. We either pay the price to be prayerful or we pay the much higher price of not being prayerful. You either pay the price. And you know the price to be prayerful is rather small. It means you wake up every day before you go to work. And you pray. This is not part of the message, but here's a little pro tip. I'd hate to tell you you need to be prayerful and then actually not tell you how to be prayerful. I'm going to tell you what Pastor Prado does. I'm going to tell you one of the easiest things you could ever do to be a prayerful person 
right before you go to bed. Get a post-it note. It don't even matter where you put it. You can put it on the roof of the house as far as I'm concerned. You get on that post-it note and you write on that post-it note, I will pray tomorrow morning at this time in this place. I am going to pray tomorrow morning at 7 a.m. in the living room on the couch. And you think, if you think I'm kidding you, amen, I am telling you right now, you will wake up the next day and your brain will tell you, don't forget what you told ourselves we're going to do. Praise God. And you know what you will do? You will get out of bed tired with slippers on, praise God, and roll yourself over to the living room and begin to pray. But whatever you do, amen, do not pray in the bed. Get out of the bed. Praise God. Get out of the bed. Get yourself ready for war, soldier. Praise God. Amen. Hallelujah. I'm telling you, we're living in the last days, and it's just time to start making sure that before you go to bed every night, amen, you're you're ahead of the devil. You're ahead of your flesh. You're ahead of the problems. You're ahead of the kids. You're ahead of the principal. You're ahead of COVID. You're ahead of... Come on. Just get ahead of it. Just get ahead of it. Just get ahead of it. Get ahead of the court date. Get ahead of the hospital visit. Get ahead of the diagnosis. Get ahead of the bank. Get ahead of the lawyer. Get ahead of it. Get ahead of it. Just get ahead of it. Get ahead of it all. Get ahead of the bills. Get ahead of your manager. Get ahead of you. Come on, somebody. Oh, come on. We can all do this. This is within the realm of our reach. I'll give the Lord a hand and praise right now. There's something wonderful happening. Woo, hallelujah. Praise God. Oh, let's lift our hands. I feel the Holy Ghost talking to somebody right now. Oh, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Amen. Amen. You know what? I just want to take a pause here. Just You don't have to stand. If you want to stand, you can, but we need to pray. There's a spirit of prayer here right now. Praise God. There's an enthusiasm and excitement. Praise God. There's a conviction settling in. Praise God. About our prayer lives right now. Amen. Let's let this get into our system. Let's take this in. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus. Oh, Jesus, 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 Jesus. Oh, Jesus, we praise you. Jesus, we love you. Jesus, we exalt you. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Jesus, praise God, praise God. Praise God. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. This, what I am preaching to you is about what you should be doing at home. What I'm about to tell you is not part of this message. Church starts at 11. You should come here at 1025. Because pre-service prayer is the only time during the week that we have all church prayer. It is the only time during the week that we gather together as a church and pray. This is special. 
This is significant. This is the only time all of us are here sharing our burdens. I don't care. I know how most churches do pre-service prayer. Everybody finds a little corner. I don't care if you go find a brother and sister and say, pray with me. I have this need and y'all two just lock arms. Listen, I just want you here before 11 a.m. praying. Praise God. I just, all of us here have lived long enough now and can draw enough experiences. When you've had tests, when you've had, amen, uh, 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 finals, when you've had, amen, certain situations at work that are time sensitive, you know you showed up early. You weren't paid for it. Praise God, nobody acknowledged it, but you just knew you had to get ahead of it. And all of you here, when you face challenges in life, you called for tutors, amen, you went and asked for help, you hired people, you did whatever you had to do to get that job done. Well, let me tell you something, life is a job and you gotta get it done. You don't have an option to opt out. Amen, hallelujah. And so... One day a week, praise God. And I know that for some of us, Sunday is the only day we get to sleep in a little bit. And I'm sorry, but I'd rather give up my day to sleep in a little bit. Praise God. Hallelujah. To make sure that I get a whole that I get a whole lot of spiritual activity. Amen. Activated in my life. Hallelujah. Oh, come on, let's praise him. It is a special thing when the saints of God come together and they pray together. Hallelujah. Oh, praise God. Oh, hallelujah. In fact, amen, I just got a text from Brother Trujillo, uh, Sister Magdalena's father, correct? Amen, he's in the hospital. They just told him, amen, there's nothing they could do for him. And he texted me and he asked me if we can pray. And so right now, while we're all together, we are going to lift up our hands and we are going to pray for him right now. In the name of the Lord Jesus, God, we lift up Sister Magdalena's father. Lord, I'm asking you, God, that your spirit would go from here to the hospital room. Jesus, I'm asking you that you would touch his lungs. And Lord, I pray in the name of Jesus, hallelujah, that you would push back the cancer. Lord, I pray in the name of Jesus that life would enter into his body. God, I pray in the name of Jesus that the Holy Ghost would touch Sister Magdalena right now and comfort her in the name of Jesus. Lord, I pray that your angels would be dispatched from this house to his house in the name of Jesus. Oh, somebody give God a hand praise right now. Come on, there's a spirit of prayer here. Hallelujah. Amen. Oh, come on, I feel the Holy Ghost. This is good. Oh, this is good. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. For a few more moments, I'm going to try to compel you, convince you, and inspire you to become a prayerful person, an uncompromisingly prayerful person. And so first, and perhaps some have asked, why should I be uncompromisingly prayerful? Number one, there are people we love who are afflicted by situations which appear to be the result of natural causes, but they are actually spiritual in origin. And only prayer can change that situation. I know that churches historically have gotten in a lot of trouble for saying very bad things about sickness 
and the role that God plays in sickness. I am not one of those people that believes that every sickness is a spirit. I am not one of those people that believes that every time you're sick, God is punishing you. I am not one of those people that believes, praise God, that if you live for God and you fast and you pray, you're going to live to 340, praise God. I am one of those people, however, that do believe that there are people, and because I have seen it with my own eyes, that are afflicted and tormented to the physical level, praise God, and it is because they have spiritual problems. It is because they have spiritual problems. There are even perhaps people that have walked through the doors of this building today. Praise God. You have gone to the doctors. They have told you there's nothing wrong with you. You've had every test imaginable taken. And they are now prescribing to you antidepressants. Amen. I don't know who I'm preaching to right now, but I know when I'm preaching to somebody. Praise God. And the doctor thinks the problem is in your head and not in your body. And you keep trying to convince people that the problem is in your body and not in your head. Well, I got news for you. You and the doctor are wrong. Praise God. This is a spiritual situation which requires you to be prayed for. Amen. And I feel the authority of the Holy Ghost here right now. Praise God. There are people here that you struck, you are calling the doctor regularly. You are getting on the doctor's nerves. Praise God. You are getting on the advice nurse's nerves. Amen. Hallelujah. I am telling you right now that if you will allow yourself to be prayed for, God is going to touch you here today. Somebody right now is thinking, I don't know who told that man this. Praise God. I showed up to the wrong service. You showed up to the right service. You showed up to the right service. You okay? Catherine? <laughs> Praise God. I'm telling you right now. Amen. God is a good God. Amen. God is a good God and God will touch us. Amen. Hallelujah. God will touch us in our bodies. Praise God. When we are afflicted and tormented. Praise God. God will touch us in our spirits. Praise God. When there are, In the book of Matthew chapter 17, the Bible says that there is a father that brings his son to the disciples to be prayed for. The disciples pray and nothing happens. The boy remains in a horrible state and condition. Why? Because they, the disciples believed that the initial endowment of power given to them, praise God, at the beginning of their ministry was enough. And it was not. Jesus had laid his hands one time on his apostles and given them power to cast out devils power to and they took that and they said that's all we need kind of reminds me of a lot of saints living for god today they really believe that what they got in the altar back in 1976 amen hallelujah was enough to get them through 2022 i got news for you what you got back in 1976 amen wasn't enough to get you through 1977 praise god you gotta get you a, you got to get you a prayer life. You got to get you a touch of God. You got to get you. Oh, hallelujah. And Jesus allowed this to happen. One spirit on one little boy could not be cast out by 12 empowered apostles. Jesus was letting his disciples know what you got ain't enough. And you guys have gotten lazy and you have compromised your prayer life. Amen. Hallelujah. That's my version. But if you want the King James version, verse 21 says, and he rebuked them and he told them this kind. He's, in fact, let me go back. 
Let me go back a few verses. So the scripture says he rebuked them and he said, this spirit has not come out because of your unbelief. And then he went on to tell them, this kind goes not out, but by prayer, uncompromising prayer. This kind goes not out, but by prayer and by fasting. Amen. I am telling you right now, saint of God, there are oppressive spirits whose greatest advantage in the life of your children, in the life of your spouse in the life of your friends and of your family is that you have compromised your prayer life and the devil is banking out on you sleeping in until 8.30 and getting up to go to work at 9. And he's banking out on you never showing up any earlier than 11. Praise God. And he's banking out on you never having a prayer meeting unless it's called for. And he's banking out on you only being a person that prays when they have problems and they're in trouble. I am telling you right now, it's time to take the devil's advantage away. It's time to take the leverage away. And it's time for you to pray uncompromisingly. Oh, hallelujah. Everyone lift your hands and pray right now. Hallelujah. Oh, I'm not done preaching. I want you to pray right now for the person next to you. Hallelujah. Amen. Can someone pray with Catherine, please? Amen. Hallelujah. No. You okay? Hallelujah. Okay. Do you need prayer, Catherine? Praise God. Let's all pray together. I want you to pray for somebody next to you. Come on, pray. In the name of Jesus, Lord, we pray for healing. We pray for healing. We pray for deliverance. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Come on. Hallelujah. We pray in the name of Jesus for healing in the body. We cast out, we cast down every foul spirit that's contrary to the spirit of Christ. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. By the authority of the word of God. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. I pray for you.
Hallelujah. Oh, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah. Everybody give God a great big hand clap of praise. Pick your head up. Lift your head. Lift your head. Lift up your head to heaven. Hallelujah. And clap thunderously and thankfully, excitingly. Come on. Come on. Don't look around. Lift up your head and say, thank you, Jesus, for healing. Thank you, Jesus. church will never be the same after today. You will never be the same after today. Hallelujah. You are becoming an uncompromisingly prayerful person. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Jesus. Jesus. Hallelujah. Jesus. Oh, Señor Jesús. Oh, hallelujah. 
Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Peace in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I speak peace to you, saith the Lord. Be not troubled in your mind. I have arrived this day to heal you in your bodies, to release you in your spirit, that you might go and do great exploits on my behalf. Be not still, saith the Lord. Give what I give you. Give what I give you. Hallelujah. 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 Give the Lord a hand clap for praise tonight. Praise God. I pray that I'm doing the right thing here today. But it is imperative, it is important, it is critical, it is vital that we become uncompromisingly prayerful because it is the only way to stop the voice throwers. It is the only way to stop the voice throwers. In the book of Acts chapter 16, Paul is on his way to pray. He is on his way to the prayer room. He was uncompromisingly prayerful. As he nears his place of prayer, he encounters a girl who the Bible says had a spirit of divination. In Greek, the literal word there is python or puthon, but we know it as python. It's where we get the name for the snake, the python. In those days, there was a name for people with the spirit of python. It was engastrimethos, engastrimethros. Engastrimethros in Greek literally means belly speaker. In English, we translate that as ventriloquist because it was believed that they spoke on behalf of a snake inside their belly. In fact, early ventriloquists only used snake puppets. This young lady stalked Paul for several days and everywhere he went, she spoke from her belly without moving her lips in an eerie and chilling voice, saying, These men are the servants of the Most High God, which show us the way of salvation. One translation says, Paul became annoyed. Annoyed. There is a spirit of voice throwers. If you don't know what a ventriloquist is, a ventriloquist is a person who has mastered the art of throwing their voice. They don't move their mouth. 
And yet they speak. You ever met somebody that can throw their voice? We ain't talking about puppets anymore, people. You ever met someone, you just know when they're mad without them saying anything. You ever met somebody whose accusations, lies, follow you? You ever met somebody whose cruel remarks, they might have said it when you were a child. They might have said it when you were little, but it's followed you. I am sorry. I know no other way than to say this. They are belly speakers. They are voice throwers. They throw their voice. There are some people, that's all they do is throw their voice all day. They just throw their voice. And they've become very good at this. They can even say things that are true in such a way that it's actually mockery. Yeah, they go to that one church on Harbor Bay. There are voices that are coming out of the mouths of people whose lips do not move. And they use all kinds of mediums. They might be talking to you through a relative. They might be talking to you through an event. They might be talking to you, amen, hallelujah, in all kinds of unique and sophisticated ways. And the only way to stop their voice and the only way to get rid of the python is to pray. Is to pray. And I'm just going to send you out a little warning now. If you ever become prayerful, one of the first things that God is going to reveal to you are all the people that throw their voice in your life. He's going to reveal to you all the people that walk around talking to you. Amen. And when they can't get directly to you, they'll talk to you through other ways. And when you really start praying, I feel the Holy Ghost so strong. Amen. I wasn't going to preach about this, but the Holy Ghost has prompted me to preach about this. There are people here right now that you've been walking around with words that were said to you. Amen. Years and years ago, people threw their voice at you, and it has stuck to you. Amen. Like white on rice. It has stuck to you, and you've traveled throughout life. Amen. Hallelujah. And you've become, you've become, amen, affected, insecure, uncomfortable with yourself. Praise God. All because of the spirit of Python. And the Bible says that when Paul started going to prayer, amen, this is what emerged. This is what came up. I cannot tell you how many times I got serious about prayer. And all of a sudden, all the pythons, amen, hallelujah, all, all the all the gastrinal speakers, praise God, amen, started coming out of, amen, the woodworks, amen, hallelujah. All of a sudden, things I was just talking to my wife about, praise God, start happening on the phone. All of a sudden, situations that were just, amen, hallelujah, amen, fresh on our prayer meeting, praise God, have now entered reality, praise God. Oh, I'm preaching to somebody, praise God. I can't even tell you. Amen. I'm preaching to somebody right now. Y'all need to listen to me good. Amen. You, you, you are free to be dismissed shortly hereafter, but you better just stay in your seat for the next five minutes. Praise God. Amen. Hallelujah. I cannot tell you how many times my wife and I in bare raw moments of vulnerability have confessed to one another things that people said to us when we were little, things that people said to us and did to us and continue to do to us even now as we're adults. And we have to keep telling each other, amen, hallelujah, you need to just throw that voice 
voice back. You need to just talk back to that voice. You need to cast that thing out. You need you need to speak to that thing and tell it to hold its peace. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Pastor, why are you preaching this? I am preaching this because the other day, praise God, as our church was entering into a very hard and difficult season. Amen. Hallelujah. I received a phone call from a man of God. Amen. A prophet of God. And he told me, Brother Prado, I have a verse for you. He said, there are people that are talking about you. There are people that are talking about your church. There are people that are saying things. There there are people here. There are people here right now. You are sensitive to every accusation that is made against this church. Let me tell you something. You keep following this pastor right here, praise God, and there's going to be a whole lot of people that got a whole lot to say. I'm just letting you know, you are looking at a man, amen, that is not afraid, amen, of the gastrinal talking. You are looking at a man, praise God, that is going to confront that spirit, praise God, in all its ugliness, praise God, because I'd rather see you and your husband have a healthy have a healthy marriage. I'd rather see you get married. I'd rather see you grow up to be a well-developed, adjusted human being than to live with the voice of the python in your life. I'd rather... Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, I'm, 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 I'm preaching to some of you because you're starting to make big strides for God and your aunt and your uncle and your cousin and your friend and your manager at work and your ex-boyfriend and your ex-husband and your ex-wife and your ex-whatever has now taken out the puppy and they're talking. Oh, yeah, look at her. Look at her. Look at him. Look at him. And when they can't get you in the corner, they start sending messages through your Aunt Lois and your Uncle John. And when they can't get you that way, they stop hitting like on all your pictures on Facebook and Instagram. They don't care if it's your baby, if it's your son, if it's their birthday. They, they are psychically punishing you. They are saying, I disapprove of you, and I will not hit like on your pictures. Somebody said, you're petty. You care about social media. I could care less. Social media is another python. Praise God. But if you want to know the truth, there are people that will try to punish you through social media and psychically, amen, correct you for not doing what they want you to do. And they, you post a cute little picture of your kid, and they won't hit like, and And then they'll go hit like on a picture of an ugly dog somewhere. Praise God. Amen. They are sending you a message. We are not okay with you. We do not agree with you. We don't care if we have the same last name. We don't care. Amen. What the ties are. We disapprove. Praise God. I rebuke that spirit in the name of Jesus. In the name of. That is the spirit of Python. That is. Yeah, yeah, that's really good. Man of God called me. He, I'm telling you, there are people in this church. Somebody has thrown their voice at you. I never thought I'd say it's behind this pulpit. I think it's funny. It's not funny, but it's true. I'm telling you, there are, you got, there are people playing games of acoustics. They're acoustolics. They just, they, they just have learned how to make their voice travel. There are people here, you, you're, getting, you're getting stocked. And that person could, could, could stand before a thousand people and say, I never said anything. I never said a word. And they're not lying. But they threw the signal out. They threw, they threw the message out. Praise God. They, they, they made sure that other people knew what they were not saying and then treated you, amen, accordingly. 
y'all can say amen or oh me. You, you can wait till you get home to say amen if it's really uncomfortable. But this is what's going on in some of y'all's lives. This is what's going on in my life on certain days. I just stopped paying attention to it. This man of God called me and he said, I have a verse for you. Psalm 64. Oh God, in my prayer, reserve my life from fear of the enemy. Hide me from the secret counsel of the wicked, from the insurrection of the workers of iniquity who wet their tongue like a sword and bend their bows to shoot their arrows, even bitter words, that they may shoot in secret at the perfect. Suddenly do they shoot at him and fear not. They encourage themselves in an evil manner. They commune of laying snares privately. They say, who shall see them? They search out iniquities. They accomplish a diligent search, both the inward thought of every one of them and the heart is deep but God shall shoot at them with an arrow suddenly shall they be wounded so they shall make their own tongue to fall upon themselves all that see them shall flee away and all amen hallelujah men shall fear and all shall declare the work of God for they shall wisely consider of his doing I'm talking to you right now the righteous shall be glad in the Lord and shall trust in him and all the upright and heart shall glory Oh, hallelujah. 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 We have a word from God. You know, I appreciate the, the word that, that uh, Reverend Keefley delivered here a few weeks ago. Too many of us are worried about our reputation when you should be worried about your integrity. Because by definition, you can't defend your reputation. You can't be at all places at all times. I'll leave here. For, we, we can leave here from right now, go have tacos and just, and just run your reputation down. You can't do nothing about it. You might be able to sue somebody. But that won't stop people from talking. But your integrity, your integrity that says here, oh God, hear my prayer. I can't fight all these fights. I can't put out all these fires. I do not know why. These, David said, they shall say, who shall see them? You know, I got a whole term for that. There's just people, they just love invisalining everybody. Correct you without without there being any visible forms of correction. And then they go around telling everybody, he ain't nobody, she ain't nobody. Oh, I don't even pay attention to them. No one they stalk you. Some people have not figured out that I could see who's watching me. I got a business account on Instagram. I know when you're watching me and, and invisaligning me, or at least trying to. <laughs> this is the perk of a business account on Instagram. I know the spirit of Python when I see it. And the same, you know, like I said, social media itself is a Python. It has its own voice. It's talking for good old Mark Zuckerberg. From the depths of the metaverse. 
Saint of God, there's a call going forth today, and it's one that is reasonable. And it's one that is doable. And it's a call to uncompromising prayer. Ladies, married, single, young, matured in age, there is enough power of the Holy Ghost for you to take home today and begin praying every day that the things that were said against you, your body, your image, your person will disappear. They will disappear. They will disappear at the sound of he who calms the waves. They will disappear at the sound of the voice of Jesus who declares, peace, be still. Gentlemen, there is enough Holy Ghost here right now for you to start praying every day, a minimum of 30 minutes every day. Praise God. There is enough Holy Ghost right now to get you started on a consistent prayer life. Amen. Monday through Monday. Praise God. Where all the insecurities of how you're going to feed the kids, how you're going to keep the wife happy, how you're going to make it. Amen. Whether or not you're going to die or not. Praise God. All that will just melt away at the glorious thunder of Jesus' name and voice. Hallelujah. Let's lift our hands and pray. Oh, come on, let's all stand. Praise God. Amen. Hallelujah. Musicians, if you could join us. Oh, just pray right now in the name of Jesus. We've already got a whole lot of God in this service. And I'm telling you what we're about to experience now. Amen. Is the take home. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Sister Lily, I pray peace over your life right now. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Sister Elva, I pray a spirit of uncompromising prayer on you right now. In the name of Jesus. Every hand lifted up. There's a healing of the mind that's about to go forth right now. Yeah, da, 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 da.